Welcome to Snap Chats with my younger self. My name is Monique Callender, and I am the younger self. And I'm Karen Thomas, who tries to put a little snap into our chats. You are now listening to an intergenerational advice show, or Wisdom for the Ages. So, younger self, what yes. are we talking about today? Well, you know, uh, trying to get out of the corona zone a little bit, and... Um, Amen to that. <laughs> a, a more positive outlook on what's going on. Um, and I found that uh, there's a whole bunch of new little discoveries that I've been making during this time. Hmm. I can't yeah. wait to hear. I can't wait yeah. to hear. Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, man. Um, well, just discovering, for me, a new, a new side of Paris, um, a new side of myself. Um, I've been spending a lot of time reflecting on old thought patterns and reevaluating them to see if there's some lesson I missed or, you know, maybe a different way to think about it uh, that's more positive. Um, so I've been making those tiny personal discoveries and um, I've also been discovering how nice Paris is without tourists. Ooh la la. <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> It's it's like it's like traveling to the past, like Paris the way it was intended. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so it's nice to get out there and just kind of discover the city, you know, from a different point of view. Um, what about you? Have you had any discoveries in this time? Hmm. Well, I've had uh, a lifetime to make discoveries. Yeah, that's fair. Yes, of course. <laughs> I have had a lifetime to make discoveries. But, um, you know, if I if I take it all the way back, I think about things that uh, I might have been involved in that were really um, setting the tone for things I would do later. And I didn't mm. really see it that way, you know. Um, so things like um, even being a cheerleader when mm -hmm. I was in high school, right? So mm -hmm. what did um, you discover there? Um, well, I was trying to discover a couple basketball players to date. <laughs> but... <laughs> Wait, did you call somebody out just now? <laughs> <laughs> I was that girl. I was that <sighs> Um That was the original goal. But um, yeah, well, but you know. in addition, I did discover um, <laughs> on the positive side mm -hmm. that... Um, that I could help create change, right? Ah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, when I first got on the cheerleading squad, I was, you know, the only black girl in a, almost in a, uh, a town that was health mixed uh, with a healthy mix of black and white. Okay. But, you know, most of the, the good athletes were black mm. um, and the cheerleaders were white. Mm. Um, and so, you know, like after I made the squad that next summer, I had camp. I was like, come on, sisters, we, we get ready to change what this Ooh. looks like, right? Okay, formation. Yeah, I, just <laughs> did, I did not want to have to do those uh, little military cheers. I wanted to, you know, shake what my mama had given me there. You know how we <laughs> you like to add do. a little flavor to the team. <laughs> yes, Nothing wrong indeed. With that. <laughs> um, I don't know if I was re ready to share my relationship with all the players with the sisters, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you know, I think that was it. It became a lesson in leadership um, that probably later on in life, 
you know, uh, was something that I pulled from, not mm-hmm. knowing when I was 14 that that was going to be helpful when I was 30. Yeah, that is a huge discovery. That's amazing how that experience shaped, I mean, just the whole direction. Um, I'm trying to think of any major discoveries from childhood, but I don't know if I've had enough time to reflect on my childhood because I'm still, you know, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, younger self. Um, all right, so if we're going to go there, let's, uh, <laughs> let's just bring it up to now. So since you've been in Paris, what have you, besides, you know, not sounding like a real Parisian who doesn't like tourists, <laughs> but what else have you discovered about yourself and about being an American in Paris this far away from, you know, the things that are really what you grew up with and what you know. Oh, Oh, Karen, I, you know, I feel like I discovered everything. Like I was just born again when I moved to Paris. Um, I, there was just so much to discover and uh, you know, Paris is basically uh, art, fashion and cinema. Uh, And those are all things that I never really paid a whole lot of attention to Uh, Mm. growing up in the U S I was just more focused on, productivity and you know like getting you know getting a job uh working hard the American way and all that um but you know you really can't avoid those three things when you come to Paris to live uh Mm -hmm. so I really discovered art different artists um still trying to get up to visit Monet's water lilies um it's gonna happen one of these days when they reopen um, yeah, and we should do that together. That's a discovery yeah. we can both. Uh, I would, can yeah, both <laughs> I would love to discover that with you. Um, but also, really like fashion. I had no fashion sense at all when I first moved here. You should have seen me. <laughs> oh boy, I can't. I don't even believe that. I don't even it's believe true. that. It's true, and it took me a long time. But you know, I finally discovered my style and what looks nice on me and um you know by way of India (laughs) and Istanbul um so you know I discovered how to communicate through fashion which is something that I never understood before um and cinema you know French cinema is uh it's special (laughs) Mm. well there's a word there's (laughs) yeah it's special it's different Um, And especially, I think, for an American coming from being raised on a healthy diet of Hollywood movies, you know, where the good guy always wins and gets the girl and there's always a happy ending. Mm -hmm. um, French cinema was a shock. And even more of a shock was my discovery that I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed a more melancholy (laughs) A more melancholy okay. story and you know like every ending doesn't have to be a happy ending um so that was a really big discovery for me Ooh, that sounds like wisdom for the ages yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know listening to you makes me think about how I had to discover the art of listening mm. right? that's a big one <laughs> it really is and it's an amazing thing. Um, and it's something I really had to learn to do mm-hmm. because you get used to talking and people get used to deferring uh, to you to talk, right? Mm-hmm. 
And you miss a lot when you are talking because you, the way you listen when you're the talker is I'm listening so I can, you know, respond to what you're saying. But when you really get into listening, you don't always have a response. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I agree. You know, and you know what, Karen, I think there's a, there's, a power in that and that's a discovery that I too made was if I just kept my mouth shut for a couple of extra seconds I'm gonna hear something that I needed to hear um and it's listening is so important you know because you can't just have these random thoughts in your head and and never challenge them right so um You know, one of the discoveries that I made when I listened to my inner self (laughs) was that uh, I was holding on to some things that were so silly in my mind. Um, I had a grudge against this this girl from when I was five years old because she was mean to me uh, and her favorite color was green. Oh, big, big green. <laughs> yeah, big green. And uh, so because she was mean to me, I decided I was going to hate her favorite color forever. Um, oh, wow. I said, Deep. I, <laughs> Deep. <laughs> I mean, it's silly, but it's like that's a thought that a five-year-old or a six-year-old would have, right? But it's a problem when you hold on to that and then you don't know why you don't like the color green. Like, I just would never wear the color green. Mm. Um so thankfully I've I've discovered that <laughs> 25 years I discovered later that old file in the back of my head <laughs> and I threw it out because it was irrelevant <laughs> but well you substituted with turquoise because turquoise is your thing that's you, true turquoise gets you off I don't know what that's all about <laughs> but turquoise is your thing girl it's a happy color you know um And, you know, really, my mom's favorite color is turquoise. And my mom is just, you know, my hero, essentially. Like, she, uh, she's happy, and she's outgoing, and she's all the things that I want to be. So, um, you know, I kind of took that on from her, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. (laughs) And, uh, and it's really become my thing, especially with the, the turquoise sunglasses that I have. It's like, part of my brand <laughs> wow. well yeah, turquoise the stone turquoise you know mm-hmm. I've discovered over time um and through uh, a great aunt who has some who brings into the family some uh Native American lineage and time I've spent up uh you know in Massachusetts in um uh areas that that have uh heavy Native American arts mm-hmm. and culture still happening is that turquoise is more uh, a very precious stone Hmm. and it has to be gifted it should be gifted to you um and it has a lot of spiritual meaning so turquoise is deep um uh and i love turquoise stones Uh, i love the stones more than the color (laughs) (laughs) yeah like okay so anybody listening who's looking for a gift for uh her birthday's (laughs) coming up in august (laughs) y'all Turquoise, turquoise. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I think maybe even turquoise is the bond, the spiritual bond between you and your mom. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, yeah. It, I mean, it is deep. And maybe that's why I'm drawn to it. It looks good on me. Uh, it makes me feel like a star. <laughs> All so... right now. All right, Miss Star, Miss Turquoise Star. <laughs> that's a discovery that I made <laughs> a few years ago. Like, turquoise makes me feel good. So I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Well, discoveries are important, you know, because it, they really are the result of reflecting and self-reflecting. Mm. You know, you you mentioned that before. And, you know, you have to get to a point in your life where you're able to face yourself enough mm -hmm. to self-reflect, particularly in, in instances where you have really just drawn a line in the sand and said, this is what it is. And mm. if it ain't this, then it ain't nothing. Right. Mm. Um, That's real. <laughs> yeah. you have any, do you have any big discoveries like that? Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I went from being a cheerleader trying to meet all and date all the football and basketball players or a <laughs> couple of them in particular to, uh, to being the, you know, uh, defining a relationship through marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Feeling mm -hmm. like a relationship should lead to something. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But I've discovered uh, <laughs> in my not so younger self that, um, the lens that I looked at relationships through previously mm -hmm. were based on, you know, help, having a helpmate, building mm -hmm. a family, mm -hmm. doing things that I'm not trying to do now. Mm. <laughs> so I've discovered oh. that I could probably be in a pretty good relationship that is not leading to marriage. Wow. That's huge. Yeah, it, it, it is, but it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I've discovered it. Amen and... to that. Like that self-discovery is, you know, the greatest journey, I think, is really just going through it and seeing how you feel afterwards. And then you discover a new feeling. Yeah. I mean, and I'm gonna <laughs> just put this out there. I could be missing out on something really wonderful that uh you know, I was looking at through that old lens. Now, I'm not necessarily saying for all you younger selves now. <laughs> so, so let me let me be clear. I'm not necessarily saying that you know you should not be working towards something at particular you know benchmarks in your life. Right, right, right. No, you're right. I um, I've been thinking about what you said, and now I just forgot what you were gonna say. Um. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. You said something that was really profound, but I lost it. So. Oh, everything I say is profound or perfunctory. What are the two? <laughs> Write that down, y'all. I hope you're saving these podcasts. Everything she says is profound. Oh, my God. But oh, we okay. can't remember it. Came it, back. it came back. <laughs> I remember what you said about uh, life being long. Uh, and you're not the only person to say that to me. But when we talked about relationships in the past uh, on this podcast... You did say uh, life is long to be single for that long. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, I have been thinking about that. Those words did stick in my mind. So <laughs> don't worry, I'm listening too. <laughs> good, 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 good. So I think that probably brought us full circle in this discussion. <laughs> but discovery yes. is, a, is a good thing and it happens in different ways and at different stages of our lives. And we never know what we're being prepared for, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think we have to always be open to discovering whether it's discovering something good that comes out of something that seems like it's a negative um, mm. or something that, you know, you ask that question, where am I ever going to use this in life? 
Well, you <laughs> never know. Right? Yeah. So um, any last thoughts that you have in reflecting on discovering? Uh, just keep discovering. Never stop discovering life, what life has to offer, because it's infinite. Amen. So let's <laughs> snap this episode uh, to a shut to a shutdown here. Um, uh, thank you for this uh, conversation about discovery. This week thank you. Yourself. All right, girl. Talk to you next week. Join us again. What we talk? What we talk about next week? Do you know? Oh, you know, Do I'm going to discover that in a few days. <laughs>